0: Hey everyone. Welcome back to Infectious. I'm your host, Fazedi, and today, we're going to be talking about Omicron. I'll be interviewing Dr. Sajid Choudhury, an infectious disease doctor from Central Florida, who's been really instrumental in treating and preventing the spread of COVID in his area. Along with a myriad of other achievements, he's been the chair of the Department of Medicine at Osceola Regional Medical Center, and the president of the Association of Physicians of Pakistani Descent in North America, Thank you so much for joining me,
1: Dr. Chaudhary. My pleasure, you're welcome.
0: Um, so as you know, Omicron's been a big thing in the United States. We've been seeing tons of cases and it's caused a lot of places to shut down again. How exactly does Omicron differ from like the initial strain of COVID in the United States or the Delta variant?
1: Uh, as we all know the Omicron is a variant of the coronavirus too. Uh, which is causing pandemic, current pandemic. Uh, there are multiple proteins on the on the surface of the virus, which are called the spike pro- ant, uh, spike antigens. Uh, these are the protein-based, and these are the ones which produce the antibodies and determine the characteristic of the virus. So this omicron has about 30 to 35 uh, mutations in spike protein. Uh, which is on the on the outside of the virus, uh, which is called the spike antigen. Uh, that gives its characteristic that it can be highly infectious, way more than the previous variants, uh, alpha, beta, and delta. So far, the delta was the most infectious strain, but Omicron is more infectious than the, the, the delta variant. So that's why Uh, Omicron is uh, very important because it has been spreading so fast and uh, way more infectious than the Delta stream. However, it has not been causing that severe disease as the Delta was causing. So by that way, we are not seeing that high load in the hospitals so far as we saw with Delta. But with the passage of time, if the more number of the patients uh, will be infected, people will be infected with uh, with the Omicron variant, in spite of the fact that it does not cause a severe disease in a high percentage of the patient, but just being a high number of the patients being infected, uh, we may end up having the similar number in the hospitals in near future.
0: And so looking at those people who are in the hospitals, How does that fear people
1: who are vaccinated versus unvaccinated? Oh, clearly, actually, we see the difference. Most of the people who are coming to the hospital are unvaccinated. However, we do see some vaccinated people also, and especially who has been lacking uh, behind on their booster dose. Uh, As we all know, that's a vaccine for the coronavirus requires a booster about after six months. So all the people who have been vaccinated, if they are above or uh, close to six months period, they need to get the booster dose. So it is, uh, and, and also the severity of the disease is less in vaccinated people.
0: And so about those booster shots. So the recommended time for having a booster shot is how long for most
1: people? Six months.
0: And I've heard talk of people getting second booster shots because of Omicron. Is that something you would recommend or something people should still wait on?
1: I'm sorry? What's the question?
0: Uh, like a second booster shot. There's been a lot of talk about that. Is that something people should get or something people should wait on?
1: Definitely. People, they should get the booster because we have uh, uh, seen the clear-cut uh, proof so far that about uh, 90% Percent of the people who are coming to the hospital with a severe disease are unvaccinated. So definitely booster shots should, people who are lagging behind or uh, due for the booster shot, they should get it and they will be protected or at least if, even if they acquire Omicron infection, it will be less severe as compared to if they did not have the booster shot.
0: And so talking about like people being vulnerable to COVID, um, who would you say are like the main groups that we're seeing in hospitals and the main groups that need to take extra precautions right now? Uh,
1: the immunocompromised people, uh, we call in the medical term immunocompromised, like people who are on the transplant, have uh, a renal transplant or any other kind of transplant because they are on the medi- medications which lowers their immune system to maintain the transplant organ. So their immunity is already low. So their body cannot clear the virus. As uh, I would like to uh, mention that this uh, coronavirus disease, that current pandemic, it is self-limited disease. People who get infected, their body fights against the virus and clears the virus. So that's why within four or five days, most of the people, they are clear of the virus. But immunosuppressed people, immunocompromised people who are on immunosuppressants, uh, immunosuppressive drugs, which lowers the defense system of the body, they, those are the people who cannot fight against the virus and they cannot clear the virus. So if they get infected, the virus will keep on replicating in their body and they will not be able to clear the virus. So those are the people who definitely need uh, the vaccination. And then other people like uh, with the conditions like diabetes, some renal disease, uh, renal failure patients, uh, patients with the autoimmune disorders like uh, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, who are already immunosuppressant uh, uh, drugs, and uh, ca- cardiac conditions uh, with the chronic lung conditions. All those are people, obese people. All those are the people. If they get infected, they are prone to. Acquire or develop more complicated course as compared to normal healthy people.
0: And so, for those people specifically, um, along with getting vaccinated, what other precautions do you think that they should be taking?
1: Other than vaccination, one of the most uh, effective equipment so far we have noticed is the mask. So that's that's the uh, that's even even more effective than vaccination even. So if the people who are at high risk, or even the people who are not even high risk, everybody sh- should be wearing the mask. And uh, that way, even you are, if you are infected, you will not be spreading to the other people. Or if you're not infected, you will not be able to, uh, 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 Is a less chance to acquire from the other people who are infected. So at any public places, any gatherings, wherever you don't know the people, you don't know the status of their vaccination, it's always good idea to uh, whenever you go out, like a stores or grocery stores, or let's say gym or school for the kids especially, or the workplace. Uh, every wherever you have interaction with other people, uh, should be wearing mask until uh, this is uh, th- this comes down. So that is the most effective way to prevent the infection.
0: And along with talking about like the precautions that viewers should be taking, uh, one thing that people have been talking about is traveling. Like the CDC recently banned cruise ships. What are your recommendation, recommendations for people traveling? Should they be taking planes, like etc.?
1: Again, um, it's uh, most, uh, the most the CDC recommends about the cruise ships or the traveling. That's based on the on the fact that whenever you uh go on the cruise or the airports traveling uh, you expose yourself there's a risk of exposure to the people unknown people who might be infected uh so to minimize the risk yes the traveling cruise ship they should be avoided but however if you can avoid exposure or use masks all the time and be careful still the cruise can be uh, cruise ship can be uh, can be done and the traveling can be done but needs to be very cautious uh, and uh, uh, protect yourself.
0: And so while we're talking about like going places and opening up, right now, like we've been seeing like these waves of, as new COVID strains come in, or as cases rise and fall, we've been seeing uh, society start to open up and lose restrictions, and then closing. Do you think that we should be easing and restricting precautions in this way? Or do you think that we should just always have the same amount of precautions um, because inevitably it's going to ease and open again? Uh,
1: I believe that uh, if we can continue having precautions with the limited precautions, like uh, everybody should be using a mask whenever they come across with other people. Uh, With keeping that precaution, you can do anything, whatever you want. You can go to the public places. You can go to the for workplaces. You can go out for the grocery stores. You can do whatever, everything, even traveling, going on the cruise, as long as you are using the mask and be precautious. So because this is pandemic and it may take another year or a couple of years. So it's natural that people, they cannot uh, isolate uh, themselves or cannot shut down everything for two, three years. So the best way will be not to relax too much. That's no precaution at all. And not to be over, uh, do overdo it. So if we can just use the mask and continue doing our routine work, probably that's the way. And eventually uh, there's a natural way for the pandemics also that, that as it comes, that's how it goes also. So, with the passage of time, we might have the the less virulent strain, because this virus keeps on mutating, and it will mutate again. Uh, hopefully, towards the the lesser uh, sphere virus. So, probably, if it mutates again, for example, Omicron is uh, though it is more infor- highly infectious, but it is less virulent. Virulence is though the the, the aggressiveness of the virus. So it caused the less severe disease. So if we get another mutation, which cause even the less disease than this one, less severity. So probably that's how the eventually the pandemic will be over.
0: And as like this pandemic is going through, many people are probably get COVID. So right now, if someone does get COVID, what advice do you want to give them
1: I'm sorry, can you repeat the question, please?
0: Like if someone got COVID, uh, what advice would you give them? Like, should they go to the hospital? Should they stay at home? Should they go to work or should they just wear a mask and go everywhere normally? Like what advice would you give someone who has COVID right now?
1: Okay, so the when the people they get COVID, there are multiple uh, levels of the severity they can have. Uh, Many of the people, they will be asymptomatic. They will not have any symptoms. They might be turned out positive because one one of the family member is positive. They just got tested. So those people, they don't have to do anything. They just use the mask and uh, uh, quarantine themselves from the workplace for five days. And after that, they can go back. The people who develop symptoms, most of the people, they will develop the mild symptoms. Like Omicron is just like... uh, influenza infection, it causes a runny stuffy nose, mild sore throat, maybe headache, maybe fever, low grade, some sometimes high grade fever, and it will last somewhere two to five days. For the first two days before the onset of symptoms and uh, about two to three days after the start of symptoms, those are the five to six days when the person is highly infectious. So they should be careful for those uh, that, that time period. Uh, once they are symptoms, five days after the symptom, then symptoms resolves. Uh, they are okay to go back to work again. However, the very low percentage percentage of the people, like uh, maybe five to ten percent, they will develop the severe disease, and they will become uh, start having the shortness of breath. So, as soon as you start having the shortness of breath, that's the time then you should go to the hospital. Other than that, just for the fever. Any stuffy nose, uh, there's no need to go to the hospital. You can just stay at home, take some uh, over-the-counter Tylenol pain medications and some decongestants, and eventually it will it will go away. Another thing they should do be doing if they start feeling shortness of breath, maybe they can get the pulse oximeter. It's just a very small uh, gadget. Uh, all the pharmacies they have it. I think it about costs about four five dollars, and it, you can put on your on your finger. And you can ch- uh, check the your pulse oximetry. And uh, that gives you a level of the oxygen in the body. As long as it is above 94%, they're fine. They don't need to go to the hospital. Just stay at home and keep monitoring the, uh, the, the oxygen level. But if it drops below 94% or they become short of breath, that's the time they should be going to the hospital. Or other, other people, if there's somebody with a diabetes, uh, some cardiac conditions, some renal conditions, or immunosuppressants, uh, transplant patients, or uh, those are the people, they, if they get infection, they should go to the hospital so they, they're, they're checked, checked out that they're safe.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you think is important to highlight uh, for everyone listening?
1: Um, again, I will say that one of the most important thing is uh, use of masks. So as long as uh, we are in the pandemic, everybody should be uh, wearing the mask because this disease is not only uh, can cause problems to the person, they, uh, it is causing the disease because healthy people, they may not get sick. Most of the people, they will uh, recover the disease from this disease Uh, on their own, but they can spread to the other people also. So that's why it's very important to use the mask so you don't get the disease and you cannot uh, transmit to the other people. And that's how we can break the chain of transmission of the disease and hopefully can control the pandemic.
0: Um, Thank you so much, Dr. Shoji. I really appreciate all your time.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Remember to leave your comments or questions in the form below. And next week, we're going to have a great interview with a professor from Brown University. This was your host, Foz and this was Infectious.